Hi everyone, hope you all had a good Easter break and you're all doing okay at home and staying safe. Um, well done for your romantic poetry essays on Wordsworth. I really enjoyed reading them, some really impressive responses there. Um, generally speaking, the most common thing that, that you guys needed to work on was your use of context. So there were some essays that didn't really mention romanticism very much um, or maybe just mentioned it once or twice or perhaps just in the introduction um, or just weren't really using context very well. So um, particularly Wordsworth's preface to lyrical ballads is a really great source for contextual information that you can be using and analysing in your essays. So please remember that moving forwards. Um, but it was your first romantic poetry essay and I thought you guys did a good job. Um, so I'm going to be talking through some things for today's lesson. Um, can you please make sure that you're completing this in your online Google Doc exercise book on Google Classroom? And just a plea from me, please make sure that you are setting out your work properly. So I would like to see the full title and date at the start of each lesson. Please make sure these are bold and underlined so it's really clear for me where your lesson begins. And please, can you reorder your work every time so that the most recent lesson is at the top of the page and your oldest lesson is at the bottom? That way I don't have to scroll through and try to find the right lesson. I can see the most recent work is right at the top. Um, so what I would like you to do is go into your assessment, your assignment, where you should have comments, um, private comments that I've posted to you about your work. Um, there should be at least two. So please, can you copy and paste those comments and put them in your online Google Doc exercise book underneath today's date and title. And can you please put those comments in green fonts because they're from me. And as you know, us teachers, we mark in green. And then I'd like you please to type your response to that um, action step or thinking question using purple font and try to fulfill the success criteria in your purple font response. Um, so if you'd like to pause this podcast now while you do that and then resume playing when you're ready to move on to the next part of the lesson. Okay, so for the next part of the lesson, we're going to be looking at um, um, some students' work. We're going to be looking at um, an introduction and a paragraph, which is on the attachment um, the Google Doc for this lesson. So make sure you've got that open. Um, I'm going to be talking through this student's work and I'd like you please to be making a note, a bullet point list of all of the things that this student has done really well, um, as well as some of the things that he could have done to improve. So please be listing those in your exercise book um, as we read through them. So you might need to pause the podcast um, and then resume playing now and again. Um, so do that if it's easier. So let's start with his introduction. He begins, like all romantic poets, Wordsworth presents nature as fundamental to the emotional and spiritual development of the individual. He emphasises the importance of the relationship between man and nature in his preface to lyrical ballads, where he defines poetry itself as the image of man and nature. So I think that's a really good start to his introduction because he is contextualising Wordsworth um, and this question in light of romanticism and what Wordsworth has written in lyrical ballads and he's picked a nice relevant short quotation from lyrical ballads to do that it's quite an easy one to remember poetry is the image of man nature I'm sure you can all remember that one for your exam 
And then he goes on. Man's relationship with nature is explored in two notable poems from that collection. And he writes then two sentences about the two poems that he's going to be writing about in this essay. One sentence on Tintin Abbey and then one sentence on intimations of immortality. He writes, in Tintin Abbey, Wordsworth draws comparisons between his present visit to the banks of the River Wye and a previous visit five years ago, commenting on how his relationship with nature has evolved in that time. In Intimations of Immortality, Wordsworth explores the Neoplatonic concept of pre-existence, that the soul existed before the body, allowing children to dimly recollect this pre-existence and thus giving them the ability to witness a divine presence in nature, which is lost as man matures. So he has really concisely summarised the story of each poem in relation to the theme from the question, which is man's relationship with nature. So I think that's a really strong introduction and a really positive start to his essay. Um, I've just included one paragraph here. Um, we're just going to be looking at his paragraph on Tintin Abbey. By the way, this is a student from, um, I think it was two years ago. It's not somebody from this class, not because... Um, you guys didn't write anything as good as this, but I just thought it would be fairer to use a student from uh, a previous year. So anyway, let's have a look at his um, first main paragraph on Tintin Abbey. So note that the way this essay is structured, he hasn't compared the two poems. Okay, he has a little bit in his introduction, but the main body of the essay, he just does one paragraph on Tintin Abbey, and then he did another paragraph on intimations of immortality. You don't get any credit for comparison although if it's interesting and relevant you want to make a brief comparison you won't be penalized for that you just won't get any marks for AO4 because AO4 comparison is not in the assessment criteria so let's look at his paragraph in Tintin Abbey, Wordsworth presents memory as central to the relationship between man and nature. His recollections of previous experiences with nature provide emotional and spiritual nourishment while he is separated from the natural world. So this topic sentence is setting up his conceptual argument that memory is really important to this relationship between man and nature. He's using the language of the question there. Um, so he is his his argument is that remembering this relationship with man and nature um, heals man while he's away from the natural world. He goes on, memory is a notable theme in Wordsworth's works, and he claims that poetry takes its origin from emotion recollected in tranquility in his preface to lyrical ballads. So he is um, contextualising his argument here with another reference to the preface to lyrical ballads, which is really good. So he would get credit for AO3 there. This is perhaps best exemplified in stanza two, where Wordsworth describes his recollections of the beauteous forms of nature through a long absence. He notes that these memories are not, as is a landscape to a blind man's eye, a simile which stresses the strength of Wordsworth's visual recollections. Unlike a blind man, he is able to perfectly recall the beautiful image of the natural setting. Okay, so what I quite like about the way this student writes is that he puts all of his analysis into the kind of story of the poem. We get a sense of what is actually happening in the story. He embeds his quotations really, really well. Um, he's included a, a well-chosen um, quotation and analysed the effect of that simile. Um, so he's getting credit for AO2 as well as for AO1 there because it's really sharply focused on um, the question as well. He goes on. 
These memories of nature have sustained him mid the din of towns and cities, presenting nature as a restorative force that heals the individual after exposure to the weariness of urban life, a key romantic trope. Okay, so again, he is um, relating his ideas, um, his argument to the, the story of the poem. He has just briefly noted that um, this is a, a kind of convention of the romantic genre. So he's getting credit for AO3 there as well. Interestingly, the sensory imagery here directly contrasts that used in stanza one. Here, the sound of the city is a din, a loud, unpleasant and prolonged noise. While in stanza one, the sound of the river is a soft inland murmur, a gentle and pleasing sound, with the personified murmuring river perhaps suggesting an intimate communication between Wordsworth and the Rye. This contrast serves to further emphasise how beneficial these recollections of nature are for the individual. So we've got some really nice analysis there. He's analysing um, Wordsworth's methods, the language used. There's a little bit of structure analysis happening there as well because he's talking about contrast between different parts of the poem. Um, and he sums up that analysis nicely with that kind of mini conclusion where he says this co contrast serves to further emphasise how beneficial these recollections of nature are for the individual. So he's relating this analysis back to his conceptual argument. And of course, he's still... Um, focusing on the question. He continues, in stanza three, Wordsworth further recalls his former visit to the Y, comparing his younger self to a row who bounded over the mountains, a verb which suggests his energetic and thoughtless engagement with nature. His experiences then were coarser, indicating an innocent and unrefined relationship with nature. So again, we've got some nice analysis of Wordsworth's use of language. However, Wordsworth acknowledges that the, that his time is past. I think, sorry, that's this time is past. And his relationship with nature has changed as he has grown older. Rather than mourn this loss, though, Wordsworth is gratified by the abundant recompense he has received as his relationship with nature has, mature, has matured. He is now able to recognise a divine presence that dwells in all thinking things, all objects of all thought, and rolls through all things. The listing and repetition of all emphasise that this divine force connects everything, including the mind of man. Okay, so we have now a kind of development of his argument, um, because he's now m moving to talking about the sort of benefits of, um, of, of maturing and how the relationship with um, nature has changed. We've also got some analysis there of listing and repetition. So there's a little bit of structural analysis um, happening there for AO2. He goes on in his preface to Lyrical Ballads, Wordsworth wrote that the mind of man is naturally the mirror of the fairest and most interesting qualities of nature. And it is this crucial realisation that Wordsworth is able to achieve only after he has matured in his five years absence from the Y. So I really like how he has embedded another quotation from the preface to Lyrical Ballads here. And he's kind of evaluated why that's important. He says it's a crucial realisation. Um, so he is... You know his his conceptual argument here is building um he and he's kind of reaching the sort of crux of that argument. This is perhaps the key concept of Tintin Abbey that maturity in adulthood provides individuals with, with the ability to see how the mind of man mirrors the natural world because the same divine presence runs through them both so here he's reached his his conclusion 
of his conceptual argument. Um, I like the fact he's using evaluative language. He, he does that quite often with words like perhaps and possibly. So all in all, um, a strong paragraph. I think um, he could have perhaps included a bit more um, analysis of, of form um, he, and, uh, you know, that's something to, to consider. Um, he could have talked about um, what Wordsworth said about his, the poetic form in his preface to lyrical ballads. Um, but providing in his second paragraph on intimations of immortality, as long as he's got some analysis of form in there, then he's probably not going to be penalised overall too much for that. Um, so what I would like you to make sure you do that then is list in your online exercise book some of those things then that this student has done well are there any things that you would want to borrow for use in future essays perhaps some of the quotations that he used from the preface to lyrical ballads and um, note down anything um, that you thought he could do to improve as well then when you've done that your final task for today's lesson is to write a new paragraph about the Wordsworth poem that you didn't choose for your assessment so it's either going to be lines written in early spring or intimations of immortality it's the same question. Explore how the relationship between man and nature is presented in the poem. You must explore relevant contextual factors. And just as a reminder, please make sure you're explicitly referring to romanticism, that you include at least one quotation from Wordsworth's preface to lyrical ballads. And I've included a link to that um, in the PowerPoint. Something if you don't um, have time to reread the whole preface, because hopefully you have read it before, then you might just want to use the search function to try to find keywords that might be relevant to your argument so for example searching for, for the word nature you might find some it, it might direct you to parts of the preface that are going to be relevant for your argument i am going to be reading these paragraphs that you're writing um so please make sure that you you know really try to do a good job with those because i'm hoping there'll be uh, an improvement on on what you wrote in your assessment um, that's all from me. Thank you very much for listening and um, good luck with that work.